Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio, but so much more. Welcome to ELFM, and I hope all you listeners are having a great day. Today we have Harrison, who owns 50 Parks. Yes. Yeah. Why, why do you need to own 50 Parks? Are you just going to like play in the new park every day? Just need more money. <laughs> Wait, so you're going to charge people to play in your parks? Yes. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> evil. Uh, but. Yes, I am very evil. Jessica, who's a New Yorker. I'm not a New Yorker, it's just my fashion sense. And Stephen, who owns a canal. Yeah, I totally own a canal. Yeah, I'm and, rich. <laughs> and me, Rudd, who loves free bacon butties. So, coming up on the show, we have canal poems. Interviews with famous musicians. Radio dramas and live music. Discussions and more. And you can get in touch with the chapel on Facebook and Twitter. It's at Chapel FM on Twitter and Chapel FM Art Centre on Facebook. Um, now we will give you the song Believer by Imagine Dragons. You're listening live at East Leeds FM. Make music, make laughter, have fun. Sound it out. Hello, this is... We're back with East Leeds FM and we are going to talk about photography and film. Um, Would we like to talk about the canal first, the canal photos and videos we have? So how many do you think you got, Willow? How many photos? Photos and videos. Well, I didn't take any photos because I'm filming for the documentary for you lot over the for the summer sessions. Um, I took plenty of films though, plenty of videos to capture our time at the canal and stuff. So whilst you guys all made sounds um, out of you know the canal, like dropping stones into the canal, that was good. And you all took a boat ride as well. Yeah. Um, and we captured. Birds, what we saw, waved at people. Yeah, yeah. Like Annabella was really, uh, really good at uh, waving, waving, <laughs> waving at people. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so, how many do you think you took, though? How many I took? I don't yeah. know, like fifty. <laughs> okay, so how many photos slash videos do you think you took, Annabella? Um, I. I only took like one video. I took a panto, one panto, because we were going under the bridge and it was hard to get it all in one shot. So I had to. Oh, a panoramic. Pan- yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think I took roughly around uh, 50 to 70, I think. Wow. <laughs> well, I took, I think, I took, and I know exactly the amount, 70 of them. Because I was looking at my camera roll to see how many I had. Um, and I had 70 to begin with, and now I've got 140. Um, so, what got you into photography and film, Willow? Well, I've been doing photography for quite a few years because I did it at GCSE level. Um, but what got me into it was a, a video game <laughs> called a Life is Strange, but we won't go into detail about that. <laughs> but uh, I've been very passionate about photography until I reached college and started enjoying doing film and filmmaking and stuff like that. Okay, so what got you into um, filming or photography? I wouldn't really say that I'm like, into film and forgot photography. I'm more like doing it. I'm, like I like taking pictures of sunsets, um, trees, squirrels, like um, little things, birds, and anything I like. I like. So I guess it's more just like a hobby more than like a passion. Well, I got into photography and film because I picked up a camera and I clicked a button. I liked clicking that button, so I kept clicking that button. I took a lot of photos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to mention? Do you want to talk about the documentary you're making? Oh, well, as I mentioned before, I'm doing a documentary for the summer sessions here, and it's going pretty well, I think. Being able to capture 
what you guys have been doing and hopefully I'll be able to promote it to get more people, more younger ones, to come and enjoy the stuff here at Chapel FM. Yeah, but then you might have to do even more documentaries. Uh, well, well, we'll see. I might, you know, <laughs> might be busy after that. <laughs> um, so do you have a favourite um, captured memory or a photo or a video type thing? I don't really have any favourite memories I've captured, I guess. Well, like, no, nothing specific, but... Uh, I enjoy taking sunsets pictures a lot, as evident on my phone camera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I love I love sunsets; they're very pretty. Yeah, I can agree. Sunsets here, mm. like since I live on top of a hill, um, that like covers like the whole of Leeds, which which is actually really beautiful. Like the sunsets, they're like good, especially since on that hill on bonfire night, people go there and then we can see like all the um fire fireworks that people set off so it's pretty pretty and do you have any favorite captured memories like photos and videos uh, mm, i have to agree with willow sunsets are yes. basically yes. a yes, really Annabelle. good place <laughs> to do photos but i have no specific memory well my favorite memory was i've shown you both it now but um it was a squirrel and it was climbing a tree and it just peeked around the tree and looked at me <laughs> i was able to take a photo of it just at the perfect moment it's very and cute, i still though. got that photo on my phone and i really like it um so i think we're gonna leave you now so um i think we've got crimea river up next so yeah enjoy yeah enjoy, enjoy. the song Part of Sounded Out the second week. And earlier this uh, this week, we went on the canal. Somebody might have told you this before. I'm going to tell you again because it was so fantastic. We went on some canal boats with the Canal Trust and we cruised down the river. And as a result of that, we made up some uh, scenes. We wrote some scenes, this group of writers. And we're going to perform these scenes. These scenes were devised... Uh, through thinking about the kind of people who come down to the canal, the kind of people who use the canal, and we invented these characters. So first of all, we're going to hear a, a scene called Littering Grandma by Stephen. So here we are by the canal. Wonderfully beautiful. Don't you agree, boy? My, my name's Dylan, by the way. Don't you argue with me, boy. Yes, yes, it is indeed beautiful. Now then, here is our boat. We, sh we shall sail it across the old canal. It's a rather small boat, don't you think? Don't you try me, boy. This boat was your granddad's boat and a special possession. Here, yeah, I'll get on first. Now that's the kind of boy I like. Let me get a quick snack out. Wait. Why did you just throw that wrapper in the canal? It'll decay over time. No, it won't. It's plastic. It's on the packaging. Now, don't worry about it, boy. But but the animals, they'll die when they eat it. Better dead than alive. But, but Grandma... Boy, if you dare argue with me, you'll regret it. You're, you're littering. You're grounded. Fine, I'll go back home then. Enough, uh, enough I say, telling me off like that, my own grandson. Though, maybe he does have a point. That was Littering Grandma by Stephen, performed by Stephen and by Rose. We've got our second mini radio drama now. This is written by James and it's called Scrap. Come on, son, it's not that hard. We're in a junkyard. There's masses of equipment to choose from and it's everywhere. Yeah, engines, wheels, seats. It's what I'm saying. It's what I'm saying. There's a lot. Well, back in my day, we used to we used to fix cars almost every day. But now it's not your day anymore. Dad, it's the modern age. Cars are more, you know, complicated. Just get going. Oh, it's been four hours, David. It shouldn't take this long for wheels. 
Look, I'm new at this. You're expecting too much. I learned quickly. I thought you'd learn too. Dad, if you want me to do this, if you want me to help you, teach me. All right. All right, son. Let's fix this car. So that was Scrapyard by James. And that's our second part, that's our second mini-drama. We're going to have a short pause where you can hear the sounds of the canal while we assemble the next group. So, you're, you're tuning in to uh, Sounded Out's Red Kite uh, with the third mini-drama that we have written as a result of being on the canal. Just to say that the sounds you are hearing were captured in real life yesterday uh, or the day before on the canal. So, the third radio drama is The Boat Race by Rose and uh, with Stephen and Rose performing. I don't think I can do this. What do you mean? What if I mess up the race? Joe, you're my grandson. You have the blood of a boat racer. Yeah, but Grandad. No ifs or buts. You can do this, just like I did, over and over again. When remote-controlled boat, boat racing began on this canal, canal back in the 90s. Grandad, please, no more stories. Okay, okay. Listen, Joe, if you lose, all that will happen is you'll trash yours and your family's reputation. Nobody will like you anymore. Not helping. Kid, you've been training for years. 
The day I first looked into your eyes, I knew you were the one. Thanks, Grandad. No problem, kiddo. Now get out there. You have a race to win. Starting positions, please. So that was the third of our mini-dramas with Stephen and Rose, written by Rose. The final one was written by Alina. <laughs> and she will be performing this with Charlotte. And it's called... Nettles. Mum, it really hurts. Christabel, they're only nettle stings. You touch some stinging nettles. They're poisonous. Look, my wrist's swelling up. It'll wear off. And, by the way, stinging nettles are not poisonous. Mum, I'm seeing lines on the sun and funny faces on the leaves. Are you sure? Yes, my sight's gone all blurry and everything's spinning. Look, wait here. I'm going to find a dock leaf. It's an old cure for nettle stings. Mum? Now then, Christabel, here's a dock leaf. It's an ancient cure and they always grow near nettles. Christabel? Christabel, are you okay? Christabel, get up. Help. Somebody help. My daughter. That leaves us with a cliffhanger. What happened to Christabel? Find out, perhaps, another time in the sequel. Thank you very much to all the writers and to all the performers. That was written by Alina. We're now going to hear some Vox Pops. That's some interviews that people did down on the canal on Wednesday with casual passers-by, ran by the armories and the canal. And it was edited by Jessica, Callum and Harrison. What brought you here today? I'm going for a walk on the canal. We've just recently bought an apartment in Leeds and we're spending some time just walking around seeing what the place looks like. Just for our daily walks with the little one, really. Um, can you tell us anything about this area? Little, apart from, from my apartment to the city centre is about two miles and it's not far f uh, for me to go watch Leeds United. Leeds, um, just outside of town at the docks between the Leeds and Liverpool Canal. Nice combination of sort of city centre and then a bit more quiet. And I like going down the canal because you can see lots of stuff, lots of greeneries. The canal is very peaceful as well. So, yeah. Question? Yes, you can, of course. Um, what's it like to life on the dock since you live here? The light, the, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, the uh, living on the water is, I have a house as well, so this is for me, it's a, a leisure mooring, so uh, to throw from the house to the boat. But yes, it's wonderful and it's, it's, it, it has its challenges. There are lots of noises around here at certain times, but you, you get used to the, the normal noise of the dock, whether it be parties or boat horns or parties screaming or workmen or whatever, you just get used to it. What inspired you to live on the boat? I used to work at sea. I worked on the ferries for three and a half years, and I loved the water. And, and I think when I, when I first saw some people on a boat, I was very stressed, and I saw these people on the boat, and they looked very calm. Mm -hmm. And they were enjoying themselves, and I thought, I need to look into this. It yeah. looks a great thing. So uh, eventually, after hiring boats for a while, I eventually decided to buy. So I, I bought a relatively low price boat, put some money into it. And it's been absolutely great. Don't get me wrong, it has its challenges and it's had its challenges, which is absolutely fine because you know what you get out of it in the end is wonderful. Yeah. But what, I would advise anybody that gets a boat to do some research before yeah, you Yeah, what buy. kind of challenges did you, did you come across? Challenges for my boat structurally to start with, not, not regarding it being a buoyant in the water, but, you know, engine room issues, fabrication issues, um, lots and lots of things that needed to be done. I don't mean that the boat was going to sink, mm -hmm. it was completely okay in the water, but it needed certain things doing to it to make it absolutely right so I could use it, you know, as I wanted um, to. Which boat is yours? It's uh, just just past the, you can't see it because that big red boat's in the way. Oh, it's a little bit further down, it's just past that, it's just past that big boat that's sticking out in the water, it's just a bit past there. Um, have you ever fell into the water? Yes, yeah, because you've got to consider there are certain parts where it's shallower and certain depending on what it's like in the water.
but in certain parts it could it could be up to up to 15 feet yeah but it's dangerous in parts because there are things in the water so like in the river and in here it says about dangerous objects you could fall in and if you'd had a few drinks and and the cold hit you you could you could get you know yeah. struggle in the water and also you've got to consider there are things in the water when you're panicking and your feet are moving you could get caught in things that have in, been in the in the water or fallen in or whatever it's it can be quite dangerous yeah. you know what advice would you give people that want to start and live on a canal they want to start on a canal boat yeah okay i would say to ask people that have been doing it for a year and ask people that have been doing it for seven or eight years as well so you've got two ends of the spectrum so you're finding out things straight away that people are challenges that people are having right at the start in the first year but also the challenges that people have had over the years as well so do you have relatives around here or do you just want to stay here for a bit just staying here for a while no relatives can you tell us anything about this area? I've lived here about eight years now, so yeah, quite close. Uh, what are your plans for this summer holiday? Uh, well, apparently this is it. I mean, you can't hear me, but he does need to take it to dry dock, so I'll probably say crew member. Um, but we're not going away until October, if, if that, and we don't know with all the uncertainties. Welcome to Classic Films with Annabella. My first question is, what is your favourite classic film? Um, has to be The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. My second question is, why is it your favourite classic film? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because of the production. And um, um, classic films are normally seen to be black and white or cartoony in colour. But that is a mixture of both. And I like how it's like her imagination and her dream. My third question is, what's the best character? My favourite character has to be... Oh, I, I suppose I like them all. Don't really mm. have a particular favourite. My favourite question, would you recommend Wizard of Oz to the audience? Yeah, I would recommend it, but uh, there is also a... Um, you also have to pay attention that um, the old Hollywood wasn't really as nice quality as it is right now, so... And welcome back. We should be live from Studio 3 now, I believe. Um, just checking it's all working because Katie's just done a fantastic job of doing the changeover. And yep, just bring myself down there so we're not feeding back. There we go. And we're live with the tech team. Um, I'm here with Kat, with the three amazing techies. You want to introduce yourselves? So from left to right, on my left. I'm Callum. What have you been doing today, Callum, on, on for tech? I've been sorting out the lights. Awesome. What, so what did you have to do for all the lights today? To get them to all work. So I had to push some levers up. Some levers. <laughs> I like that. Levers. Some faders. Yeah, you were pushing some up the faders. faders. Um, and then the, I had to change the colours and then move the spotlights around to put them in the right place. What is the correct place for spotlights usually? Where the singers are. Correct. <laughs> or if someone's doing a drum solo, because you've got a preset, haven't you? So... We can change to that if someone decides to do a drum solo today, which I don't think anyone is doing a drum solo, but <laughs> we might put it on anyway. And who's next in the middle? We have... Um, my name's Alina, and I've been managing the sound. Awesome. What have you been doing for the sound today, then? So I had to make sure the faders were in the right place. Uh, yeah, hi. To make sure can I could hear, hear the singers properly. Yes. And we did a fantastic job. Oh, we've just got more people coming in. They're being dead quiet as well, though. Thank you. <laughs> And then on my right, then, so that would be stage left, so people know at home. Um, I'm James, and I've been doing the um, cameras and um, timer and all that for the uh, actual show. Yeah. On top of that, though, you also done you did something else for the cameras, didn't you? You actually made a preset for the stream, so everyone at home will well probably next week we'll get to see what that lovely preset um, that preset looks like all the sort of intro page of like cut starting soon and like we're on break now so if we need to have a little break everyone will get to see all that and hopefully we've all filibusted just enough for the changeover to happen downstairs so we're going to play a jingle now and, and let's just hope that they're ready downstairs so firing off the jingle now 
Okay, here we are now in Studio One, back again. Thank you to all our friends up there in Studio Three. We we wish you all the best. I'm Henry, and I'm joined on my left by um, Harrison, owner Hello. of Fifty. Pa I hear you've bought Fifty One Parks now. You're up. Oh yes, I have stole one off my friend by accident. By, you stole one off your friend by accident. Excellent. Yes. Well, we we welcome you here, this this millionaire landowner. And to my right is Esme. How are you doing, Esme? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. So Esme, you come in every day with a totally different musical theatre T-shirt. How many musical <laughs> theatre T-shirts do you own? Um. I've not got any more T-shirts, but I've got a couple more hoodies. A few more hoodies. Okay, maybe we'll see them in, in the future. Yeah, maybe. So we've had a few comments on the Facebook page. So I want to do a massive shout-out to Karen, Esme's mum, um, who's really enjoying the show. Do you want to shout-out to your mum? Hi, mum. So, such enthusiasm <laughs> bubbling here in the studio. Harrison's given a little clap. Harrison, anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Uh, shout-out to my mum, shout-out to my dad, shout-out for my sister, shout-out for my dogs and... Shout out to my whole family. Excellent, lovely stuff. We've got Stephen on the on the running the desk. I'm going to give Stephen a wave. He's waving hey. back. Um, shout out to Stephen. Uh, and of course, uh, we've got uh, Diane now listening, uh, commenting on the Facebook page. Listening now, um, she's James's mum, and it says James's mum and sister. Um, so a shout out to both of those two lovely people. So thank you, everyone thank listening you. out there in Radio Land. Yeah. Um, Harrison, yeah, you turned up on Wednesday. And yeah. you were fresh-faced and new to this world. What did you expect you'd be doing? Honestly, did you? Um, what was your assumptions? So really, I was expecting to have fun because fun is what I love to do. Like fun is all I want. Yeah. If I don't have fun, well, I can try something else. But this is the most fun I've ever had in any other place I ever been. It, it's something that I would come back every day. Wowzers. My heart is just like, wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Harrison. Is it because you did ping pong yesterday? Oh, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> um, Esme, so again, like you turn up on Wednesday. Did you have any expectations what on earth you were going to be doing? Um, I didn't, but I thought, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but it was really good because we had the canal ride and I got to steer and that was really fun and then we got to interview the people and that was really fun and then everything we did yesterday with the music and the broadcasting was also really good and obviously today we're doing the show which is exciting. Nice one, excellent. Yeah. Well you also um, did some running of the desk earlier, you were uh, for the yeah. creative writing group. Um, yeah. Any tips and advice for people running the desk, what have you picked up? Uh, you've got a look at all the different screens and like boards to make sure you don't miss anything. Nothing's too loud or too quiet and you need to make sure that you're playing the right sounds in the background. Nice one. Stephen, give me a thumbs up. You doing okay? Listeners uh, out there, Stephen is doing okay. You guys all okay still? Well yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Excellent. Well, I feel like we're all becoming closer as as friends and that's because this next track is closer it's by the Chainsmokers. i don't know this song i've never heard it before it, it is a good song oh I've is it your, was it your it pick before. harrison uh, no i forgot who it, it was it was from but uh it's a really good song i have heard of it harrison would you call it a banger i'll call it a big banger way excellent this is closer by the Chainsmokers. Hi guys, we are Red Fox. <laughs> we are Red Fox and this is our song. So the song is called Branches and I hope you like it.
Um, um, this is a welcome to the Sound It Out Festival, and, and this is the Red the Red Kite um, channel. And today we're here with fantastic singer and songwriter Ruby Wood. Hello. <laughs> and she's going to be today. We're going to be asking her a few questions. Um, so, why did you decide to get into singing? Because uh, I was just singing around the house, and so I thought, why not, why not get paid to do it? <laughs> no, I just loved it, and I think you should always do something that you love. Um, why did you choose to... Well, Ruby, um, her songs are like jazz and electric, so why did you choose to do that? Um, I always loved jazz, because my parents really used to um, play jazz around the house, and then... Just, I liked electronic music as well, so I thought, why not blend them together, you know? <laughs> uh, you said previously you were uh, signed to a record label. What was your, like, experience with that? Um, so it was a, a record label that I've always wanted, well, we, we always wanted to be signed to as a band, so it was, it was great, actually. Although there were some struggles, that have, you know, with um, creative differences, let's say, between the <laughs> record label and the band, so... Yeah, it's, it was great for the time being, but I think it's good that we're not signed to a record label now. <laughs> so what is your band name and what type of genre of music do you do? Oh, that's, that's a tricky one. So my band is called Submotion Orchestra and um, I guess it's electronic jazzy dubstep. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it really, but um, yeah, it's, it's live electronic music. Um, what advice would you give to younger people that want to be um, artists, I guess? I was just talking to Isabel earlier and I said, try and get onto producing your own songs early. Uh, it's something I wish I'd have done from a younger age, as I'm trying to now, pick, I'm trying to now learn and teach myself. But um, if you guys start now, I think by the time you're my age, you'll be you know, creating your own stuff and working for yourself as well. You know. <laughs> um, what's your dream with the singing and thing? You were saying earlier, have you got a Grammy? I would love a Grammy. That would be amazing. Yeah, so maybe one day. <laughs> um, if you weren't a singer, what job would you do? Ooh, I'd like to be an architect. I watch grand designs all the time and think that I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that's creative. Oh, an interior designer. I'd like to, I'd like to do that. <laughs> Um, being in such a competitive industry, like, is it? Did you struggle trying to find your like own kind of unique style at all? Um, I don't know. I think I just I just did what I liked, really. Mm -hmm. um, it is it is a competitive industry. It must I must admit, but I think if you just do what it comes naturally to you, and you're not trying to be somebody else, then mm -hmm. you know you, it, people are going to be into your music. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, how did your band get together? We, we all went to Leeds College of Music at different times. I'm the youngest in the band. And so they'd, a few, actually the drummer was the year above me at Leeds College of Music. And um, we were all kind of just part of the Leeds scene at that time. 
And I got a message on Facebook from the drummer being like, do you want to join this band I'm setting up? And then that was 12 years ago, and now we're still here. <laughs> Just. <laughs> um, um, you said um, that both of your parents, neither of them like particularly went into like more musical career, like uh, careers or anything. So where did you find your love for that at first? Well, although they're not musicians per se, they, mm -hmm. they both love music, so I don't think you need um, to have parents that are musicians to be able to then become a musician. They always used to play in the car and at the house, and so I was just always surrounded by music growing up, so, yeah. Was their music taste kind of reflected on what you do now? Definitely, yeah. They, they love jazz, they love, like, um, world music and blues and... Afrobeat, <laughs> everything really. So, and classical. My dad played a lot of classical as well. So, um, as a music artist, what would you say is your favorite like music genre, band, or artist? I love R and B. Like, <laughs> that's my kind of go-to thing. I love like nineties and two thousands R and B. Yeah, oh. love it. And um, what's your what would your favorite nineties two thousand music be? Oh, I love Destiny's Child. Yeah. I love. Um, Donnell Jones, oh god, the list of them, SWV. Um, I love the Neptunes, have you heard of the Neptunes? It's Pharrell and uh, his like, producer group, and they did loads of the music from when I was at school. It was, uh, it was very nostalgic for me now. Um, what's your, <laughs> what, so you said that you liked Destiny's Child. Yeah. What would your favourite Destiny Child song be? I love Say My Name. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've toured all over the world. Like, what's been the best bit of touring and where's been the best location for you? Oh, whenever we go to the Ukraine, we get treated like kings and queens. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> and then we come back to the UK and we're kind of, like, shoved mm. in a corner some way. <laughs> so, they're, yeah, they're really um, grateful for our music in the Ukraine, so it's always a pleasure to go over there. Why do you think you appeal to them most? I don't know. I think maybe because they don't have... Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe, perhaps they don't have the that kind of music as much there, so it's kind of quite a novelty maybe for yeah, them. Yeah, unique. Yeah, possibly. Um, but you know, I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not complaining though. Um, what would, what, when did you, when, what, how did you come up with your band name? Because it's really like a um, unique name. Well, because it started off as a live dubstep project um, in, in, in dubstep is like the sub bass. And so we, we have like really heavy um, bass lines in our music. So we were like sub, obviously, and harks back to the, the sub music, um, sub bass, sorry, and then sub motion. I don't really know, it was just a made up word. <laughs> it's really difficult coming up with band names, I must admit. So I, I, would, I didn't actually partake in that, so I can't take credit <laughs> for it. <laughs> um, what would, um, how do you start, how do you start your band career? Band, with that band or yeah. with, um, like I said, we were all just in the lead scene at that time and we all kind of knew each other, you know, we all played in different bands and we'd heard, um, you know, of, of each other's reputations as musicians and then came together. Well, thank you, Ruby Wood, for interviewing us. And, and she was also teaching us um, the song that you heard earlier. She was the one that helped us with that. And... It was That's all it. you. It was all <laughs> you. <laughs> um, right now, um, we're playing All Yours by Submo, one of um, um, Ruby's song by Submotion Orchestra. Could it be you calling me down, 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 down? My foolish heart turns at the stars. Hello, welcome back. Uh, it's me, Esme, and Isabel, and Willow, and Abel, and we're going to try and convince Stanley to like musical <laughs> theatre. He's looking mortified. Put him on the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, why don't you like musical theatre? Um, I've never seen one that I've enjoyed, but I'm happy to hear you guys out, hear your recommendations, and maybe change my mind. Well, what kind of music do you like? All kinds of music, just not musical theatre. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> that won't help us. Let's just... How did we all get into musical theatre then? 
Willa, do you want to go first? Oh, you want me to go first? How I got into musicals? Uh-huh. Well, I've been uh, a big fan of musicals since I was a kid. Usually movies uh, with musicals and Disney and stuff. And Disney kind of cancels <laughs> musical stuff. Um, um, but um, in 2015, it was when I really got into Broadway musicals because someone and I look up to quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> um, he, um, he was in a performance of Heather's uh, back in 2015 and him singing a freeze your brain that was uh the song that really got me into heathers and then from there i was like okay i like this i'm a fan of this and i got into more musicals from that like dear evan hansen and hamilton yeah. or like the yeah. big ones and stuff yeah they're yeah. good uh for me it was probably well my mum really likes theater and stuff so we always went to see shows together and watch musicals together and then one time we went to see sound of music and when the interval came down and the curtain came down there was an advert for performance academy so i started going there so i started learning about how to do theater and i got good at it and then when that was happening i also like got involved in more musicals and like watched more and listened to more and then now i really like them uh what about you isabel um i think well, when I was younger, I used to go to, like, kind of more performance shows. I was with a place called SLP. I would think I was around seven, and my grandma used to take me to the Grand every year, and I think I kind of grew off of that, um, liking them. How about you, Harold? When I... It's just I kind of started when I watched, when I watched Lion King. <laughs> just... <laughs> Lion King's kind of, great. It's just yes. great, like, the... It's mm-hmm. just really good and that's kind of got me into it. And I've watched Hamilton as well. So it's kind of it's yeah. kind of got me into more musical theatre as well. And Willa, what's your favourite musical? What's my favourite musical? Uh-huh. Uh, well, I mentioned Heather's. I think Heather's is yeah. my favourite. Um, I've been a big fan of it for years, but I've never seen it live until tomorrow <laughs> when <laughs> I'll be seeing it live. Uh, but we'll, we'll mention more about that later on. Um, but I also love, like, you know, Be More Chill and... Yeah. Uh, Hamilton is another favourite. I yeah. like Amelie too, which is more of a smaller one, but yeah. yeah. Uh, tell you, uh, tell Stanley why you like Heather so much, so we can. Well, like, okay, <laughs> Stanley, Heather's. Like it. um, well, it's on at the Grand at the moment, so you could go buy tickets to see it and yeah. find out for yourself. Uh, it's, a, it's a dark. It's a, it's a dark. <laughs> well, yes. Okay, it's a dark comedy. Uh, about these two kids, um, Veronica and JD, who kind of like get together and kill off uh, the, uh, the uh, Heathers. people. Heather's. Well, yeah, the Heather's are like the mean girls, I guess you could say. And uh, JD's more the one who starts who yeah. going a bit psychotic. I won't spoil everything, but um, yeah. That's and true. then she's kind of like the one being like, "No, don't do that. That's bad <laughs> and stuff." Uh, but. There's a lot of humour in it as well yeah. um, with Miss Fleming. She's a funny character. But, yeah, I don't really know how to uh, explain it. Like, sure, you just have to see it for yourself, really. My favourite musical is probably Starry because it, it tells a really good story really well, but it's also really funny and it's got it's got really good songs and really good characters and really good actors. And also... Uh, most of the cast were also in Starkid, so obviously they're funny. Starkid mm-hmm. musical production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like rock pop. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Isabel, what's uh, your favourite musical? Um, mine would probably have to be Six, probably because there's no acting really in it. It's more like you go and see a band, kind of. The, I think it was started by um, a group of, was it college kids or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, I guess. Toby um, Marlowe and Lucy Moss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I didn't know that. So <laughs> the expert over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's just something so fun about it. So. Yeah. And um, my I made my friend Maddie, who's also not a fan of musicals, to come see Six with me, and she really enjoyed it. So I think because that. it doesn't have that musical s to it. So I mean, if there was any musical you'd probably enjoy, it maybe Six. Mm. Thanks also, for the recommendation. <laughs> I forgot to say, obviously, I like Wicked and Hamilton. They're, they're just... With your Hamilton everyone. t-shirt on. Yeah. You can't see it, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's very yeah, good, yeah. very good. It's, it's there. Imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Wicked, Hamilton. Javon Hansen's good. Uh, mean Girls. 
What about you, Abra? What's my, your favourite My favourite has to be Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it's, Little Shop of Horrors. If you don't know what it is, it's basically like this guy that. owns like a flower shop in New York and then he's kind of a bit on like low budget because like all the flowers are dying. And then he gets his new one, like this big new one, and he kind of grows off of people's blood. So um, so it's kind of like a dark comedy kind of yeah. uh, uh, musical thing, but it's really good. Yeah, though. it is really good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so... Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll be closing up. But Stanley, have uh, have any of anything we've said <laughs> drew you to maybe check out some of the musicals we've talked about? By the yeah. way, that is a right answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Hey. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> he looks so scared, yeah. but yes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, here's a song we'll leave you with. Um, it's from Heather's, uh, which is at the Grand for anyone who may want to see it. It's it's opened up in Leeds last night. Uh, this ticket's still available for any audience members listening in. So, um, yeah, and I'll leave you with "Freeze Your Brain" from the original soundtrack, the one that got me into Heather's in the first place. Enjoy. Been through ten high schools, they start to get blurry. No point planning routes, cause you're gone in a hurry. Hi, um, I'm KD, and we're with Stee and Teja, and we're gonna be asking him some questions today. Hello. Uh, so, could you just tell us about you and what you do, please? Yeah, so my name's Steve Pye. Um, I have been an artist, musician uh, in the Leeds area in Yorkshire for since. 2005, uh, played the Leeds Fest a couple of times, uh, many festivals around, uh, I've toured the world and many places, um, and I started a record label recently as well, and that's Pi Studios. Um, so Steve, when did you become interested in music? Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint that to be honest, but uh, I've always loved music. Um, I started DJing when I was 13, 14 or something like that. Um, decided that I needed to get more into the creative side of making music. Um, so I started producing, um, I started learning the guitar, started learning Ableton, how to put an album together. Um, I started doing that. Um, then worked for a few sort of music production companies um, and just started teaching other people how to do it as well and worked in um, studios and, and the, in the booth with artists and stuff like that, yeah. Mm. Long uh, time. <laughs> so, when and when and what made you start a record label? Because you said you have one. Mm, yeah, and I've only just started. I've only just opened it. And uh, the reason why I did that is for the the everyday man, the the musician that is just like me and you, that is just wants to get out there, just wants to help people. Um, and it's difficult to get your stuff out there in the in the real world. So, if you want to get your music on iTunes or Spotify or anything, you know, it costs a fair bit of money. You've got to know what you're doing. You've got to have the legalities of it um, and, and know like the contracts and stuff. So, I thought I'd just I'd be that middleman for the artists in Leeds. Um, so, I'm taking submissions and I'm trying to just get. Um, show the rest of the UK and the world that there's a lot of talent in Leeds. There's yeah. a there's a lot of talent. Yeah. So that's kind of why, really, yeah. I guess. Right, so, based on that, so uh, what are the disadvantages and advantages of having a record or being with a le- record label? Sure. Um, well, as... Um, as it's kind of already been mentioned as well, yeah, it, the, there can be uh, creative differences with labels. Is <laughs> the most uh, professional way of putting it. Um, can be very tricky. Um, whereas, like, I, I always self-publish my own EPs and my albums all my life, um, and um, I have nearly been signed by like Lily Allen's manager. And I had meetings with Polydor Records and stuff, and yeah, creative differences, or they want to like take control of your whole artist profile and your songs and everything mm. that makes you you. So it can't, it doesn't always work out for most people. Um, if you're just trying to get out there quickly, yeah, it can be great. Sign something, sign your life away, and then you know you've got some money coming in. But for me, I wanted to do it properly, you know. So uh, I've self-published all my life, uh, and that's why I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a label so everyone can get behind it, and we can we can help some some of these people. And uh, hopefully, it won't take as long as it took me to learn that process, and I can show others the quick route, the the shortcut. Ah, uh, so say say I was a singer or whatever I do, mm-hmm. and I wanted to join a record label, what advice would you give me before doing that? Okay, um, put your best work at the start of the CD or the the email that you're sending or whatever. Um, don't put like a, a 10 minute intro because I'll probably have skipped it before we've even got to the song. You know, it's kind of like a CV. You want to sell yourself instantly within the first sort of paragraph of that CV. And it's the same with record labels, with, with your submissions. Put your best work forward. Uh, maybe even cut the the intro and just fade it into uh, kind of the, the best bit so that it's quicker and it's easier for the for the record label to 
to kind of get an idea of what, what music's about. But you've kind of got to have social media presence. We need some photos. We need to see that you're actually active and, and not just people that have never tried to have a gig before. It's better if you've already started gigging. You've already started to get a, a bit of a profile out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the scene. You're already in the scene. So if you're doing well on there, well, imagine what we could do with the label behind you. See it like that, yeah? Um, rather than just applying willy-nilly for something when you've only just picked up a guitar, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, so what genre of music are you based on? <sighs> tough question, tough question. Um, I don't really... I mean, electronic very much is at the front for uh, the front of my label, so we do a lot of, like, dubstep, uh, we do house music, we do just generic, uh, like, sort of uh, electronic music, all that kind of stuff. Um but I've got a, I've got a rock background myself, so I don't say no to anything from rock. Um, it just depends. It depends. Like one of my other bands is like rock mixed with dubstep. So how, I, I hate putting a label on things, and it's really hard to. You've kind of got to when you're selling music because you need to put it into different categories. But it's it's difficult. It's really difficult. So I, at the minute, I'm just saying all genres, all open. Let's have a chat. Let's go from there. So and hopefully we'll find some some good talent. So uh, did you have? Is there anyone else like, along the way of you? Like, as that's helped you with your oh, music. Yes. There's so many people that helped me along the way, I can't even name them all. But honestly, um, friends, family, and people that you meet along the way are the ones that will help you carry it forward. And without that constant support from friends and family, you'd have probably give up, you know, I'd have probably give up years ago if it weren't for people pushing me, saying, No, you've got this, you know, keep going, keep going. Um, so always asking for feedback and not just from your mum, because your mum will always tell you you're the best thing, you know. Mm. You need feedback <laughs> from the guy that doesn't like you much. You know, you need the, these feedback from everyone to kind of get a rough, um, idea of what your music's about and um, sometimes I do test gigs at places where you're not too bothered if the gig goes well or not but it's a good chance to see how the music goes uh, with the audience and stuff um, so yeah lots of people have helped me you know and would be here till next week if I thanked them all so I'll just say a generic thank you to everyone that's helped me how about that <laughs> alright so you've chosen to pick the song Canvas but uh, by, by Canvas the way you got me feeling yeah. so why did you pick that song uh, well that's uh, an EP that we've just released on the uh, Pi Studios record label It's uh, the EP's called Strobe Lights uh, it's worldwide on absolutely every single digital platform um, to buy and listen and stream. Um, so, yeah, we thought that we'd go with that and give you a sample. Thank you. Right, here's The Way You Got Me Feeling by Canvas. Hello, um, welcome back. My name's Stanley. You might have heard me earlier in the musical theatre conversation. Um, I'm a bit more in my element now, um, so I'm here with our songwriting group. Um, Earlier you heard our track, Branches, um, so I'm here with Ruby, Isabel and Warren. I'm just going to talk a little bit about the songwriting we did yesterday and today. Um, so I guess first off, um, what do we do, Isabel? What did we get up to yesterday? Um, we started brainstorming for a song that we wanted to create and we uh, based it all off of our, well, part of it, off of the boat trip that we took part on in uh, Wednesday. Wednesday and... Oh. Close to the mic. Oh, right, OK. Sorry. No, um, continue. Uh, and we wanted to talk about like kind of was it almost not the journey of life but kind of like the emotions and everything that you go through with that yeah and so. everything that you see and everything, yeah. yeah you could take one path um, yeah like the, the pathways and your life story and yeah mm -hmm. and then we said like it was similar to trees as well like yeah branching off that's yeah. why the song's called branching mm -hmm. so yeah nice um i was really impressed with the work rate we had yesterday um, we kind of, as you said, we started off with this brainstorming and kind of thinking of words and phrases that related to our trip. But then it felt like before we knew it, we kind of had a song. <laughs> and then before we knew that, there was a middle eight. There was <laughs> there was another verse. Like, it was all just coming out. So, like, I guess my question to you guys is, like, how did that feel? Like, did you enjoy that kind of work rate? Is that something you do often? Or do you feel like, yeah, what do you feel about it? Any Anybody? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a really cool experience. I mean, to do a song in two hours and then go live on the radio is pretty cool to Amazing. say. I mean, I was pretty worried about messing up, but <laughs> but yeah, it was a really cool experience and I enjoyed it a lot. It's probably one of the best days ever. Good answer, <laughs> great answer. And what about yourself, Isabel? Uh, Especially yeah. you with the lyric writing, you were fast, like yeah. really, really fast. I normally. 
for lyrics, I normally write quite fast anyways, especially when I'm doing it on my own. Um, so the pace was kind of fine for me. I didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't really mind it. I thought it was quite good, the pace. And even um, with the melodies and everything, that was all come, come up with really quickly. So it was, it was. great. We definitely caught a vibe yesterday. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can catch a, a creative, you know, sometimes you don't and sometimes you do. And I think yeah. we were definitely mm-hmm. on one yesterday. Feel that too. Has anybody else got any other thoughts before we close out, or is everybody happy with what they've said? Just thank you and yeah, well, I enjoyed yeah. it. Thanks for Thanks experience. To Ruby, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you, Ruby. Thank you, Ruby. Thank you Ruby. My pleasure. It was all you. Cool. Um, what song do we have up next? Proud Mary. Ooh. I think. Proud Mary up next. Take it away, Abro. You know, every now and then. Welcome back to the Red Kite Broadcast. I'm Stephen and I'm here with Abril. Hello. Charlotte. Hello there. And we're going to be interviewing Callum. Hi. So I understand this is a very serious topic. Can you describe one of your experiences? So since this is all about bullying, um, I've been bullied since year two and what I'm going to do today is put a message out to all you bullies listening and you who are listening who are being bullied. Very good. <laughs> I think bullying's a really hard topic to talk about, isn't it? Mm. Avril, were you bullied? Oh. Yeah, well, I was bullied for four years, but not as long as Callum. But like, it was like it was kind of just like it's kind of kind of kind of forgot about it now. I wouldn't yeah. be as confident as I am now if I like you know it's in the past. You know, people are being morons. You know. It's not. It's not our fault. It's just their fault for being like that. So yeah. you just kind of have to put it in the past because you can't be living in the past forever. Yeah, it's made you stronger and more confident. If anything, yeah. And Callum, what what does it feel like to be bullied? It makes me really angry and sometimes a bit upset mm-hmm. because mm. some of them used to be my friends. Yeah. Oh. And what do you do in order to cope with the bullying? Sometimes I just stay away from them. Yeah, just ignore them. For the rest of of the day. Yeah. Mm. And what about you, Stephen? Have you faced any bullying in in school? Um, Yeah, I have faced bullying, but not as much as them. It's kind of started in high school because high schools where most bullies start to like occur. Mm. Yeah. Lots of bullies. And Avril, do you have any questions for Callum? So I've kind of I've got. three questions but like the two of them are kind of what you're going to say at the end of the show um and what i want to say is like did it really have like did it have a really bad impact on you like did it kind of you know make you kind of conscious about yourself or maybe kind of make you insecure about yourself Mm. a bit yeah Mm. and what would you say what would you do you have any solutions if it's currently going on and so for you who have been bullied in the past um either tell an adult if they do nothing then as loud as you can you shout stop and then if the adults do nothing then fight back mm-hmm. and when you message. say fight back callum we we were talking weren't we about personal space and it's mm-hmm. if someone unfortunately yeah. you have experienced physical bullying and it's just making sure that people aren't invading that personal space of yours, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and making sure that they're aware that you don't like what they're doing. I just don't get why people like bully. I yeah. just I just feel like they're being morons. Like I would say more now, but we're on a radio show, but you get what I mean? Like like but like they're just being idiots, you know, like like it's nothing to do what I would say is like it's nothing to do with you. You're not the one doing anything wrong. They're just the ones being absolute idiots and trying to get out what they're having at home or whatever's going on in their life and putting it onto someone else so then they can be feel better. But don't think that, oh, there's something wrong with me. There isn't. You're perfectly fine as you are and don't think that you you are anyone that and don't change for anyone. So if they're telling you, Oh, your hair looks like a state, you know, yeah, your thighs are too big, I don't know. Don't be thinking, you know, I have to change to people to accept me. Don't. Yeah, you are and you are perfect as you are. Yeah. People people have opinions of things. Everybody has different opinions. Don't listen to what they say. Exactly. So Callum, are you still getting bullied or has it been solved? Um, yeah, I'm still getting bullied. The teachers are doing nothing, so I'm at the stage of fighting back. You should. 
And do you feel like you're you're happy even though this is still continuing? Do you feel like you've found ways to deal with things um, at school? Because, I mean, you're a very confident young man, aren't you? Yeah. You don't really let anything phase you, do you really? Yeah. Well, sometimes I just ignore them and walk off. Mm. But sometimes, sometimes it really, really, really makes me so upset that I end up lashing out sometimes. Well, that's the best way to do it, just ignore them, because they're just doing that for a reaction. And if you give them the reaction that they want, they'll just keep carrying on knowing that if it comes to a certain point, you'll do that and they'll keep carrying on. So just ignore it. And as I said, tell an adult or tell someone that you trust. And if they do nothing, then, you know, like that's their fault you know they should be the responsible adults and be like look my son or my students getting bullied I should do something about it instead of doing absolutely nothing so it's kind of their fault for not doing anything Mm -hmm. oh and for those bullies who are listening don't bullying people it's really unkind and you're wasting time how would you feel who's listening who are bullies how would you feel if they were doing it to you. As I say, as the saying goes, treat people how you want yes. to be treated. And if yeah. you are having problems, then why not speak out to somebody? Like maybe like seek just help from pe- people that like you trust, and rather than putting it on somebody else. Definitely, mm. Stephen. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. having you know making sure you hang around with people who are worth your time and who yeah, are nice. exactly. So on that note, should we finish up? Is there anything last you want to say, Callum, about um, bullying? Well, for those people who are being bullied, if you do tell a teacher, it's not as if you're doing anything like snitching or telling tales. Exactly. It's a really important thing that you tell somebody, even if it's a friend. Definitely. That you can yeah, just exactly. talk to. It's better. Tell them and they might actually do the right thing and tell a teacher or an adult. It's better that you you express your feelings or whatever or what's going on. Because yeah. if you keep it to yourself, you'll just kind of, you know, get overwhelmed too easily and kind of just, you know, think, you know, it's all. So, yeah. Well, thank you all for um, sharing your thoughts on bullying. It's very brave of you. I also was bullied in primary school, so I understand how hard it can be. So thank you for speaking out. And Callum, are you going to say the last and final word? Um. <coughs> Now we're going to play the song, Why Can't We Be Friends? So, we're winding up the show now. It's coming to the very end of Sounded Out and Red Kite. It's been a fantastic time. It's been a wonderful broadcast. Great to see some parents here as well. We've had a fantastic team effort. It all started with a trip to the canal um, and we're going to read a poem in a minute, a kind of group poem that the writers did about what they remembered from the canal trip. But first of all, we've got a poem from Abril. Well, this poem is kind of going well with the bullying that we did last time because it's about self-love, but let's go. Shade of pink, useful love. All together, one in one, every colour has its own meaning, every single person has their own purpose. Red symbolises aware danger, yellow symbolises happiness around. Every colour has its own meaning, every single person has their own purpose. No one will ever have your colour, so start today, become a self-lover. Brilliant. And you did that poem with Charlotte? Yeah, yeah, I did. On, on the canal trip. Fantastic. That's a lovely poem, Abril. Some really, really brave words about bullying from all those people who are here just now. So thank you to all the people, particularly the technical people behind the scenes. Mind you, they're also the people who've been doing all this too. So we've all been in it together. This is before the final track. We've got this poem, uh, which Rose is going to kick us off with. The old factory is on the bank. The bats that used to live there. The fancy houseboat that sailed past, the rusty boat on the side. Learning to steer the boat, nearly slipping on the plank. The rumbling of the engine as we went along, the cyclists going by. The colourful, mindful graffiti, the rough sleepers under the bridge, the thunder and lightning in the distance, the heavy rain that came. The rubbish bobbing in the water, the water skip they're planning to have, the rats that make the diseases, the fish that live down there. The people that smile and wave on the bank, the open and friendly people along the way, the little girls on their bicycles and their dad with the French beret. 
The three weeks it took him to float to Manchester, the twelve beds on the boat, the swashing and breathing of all the trees, the life jackets we wore. The canal on a Wednesday morning, the canal on a morning in summer, the kingfisher that flashed past us and was gone, the boat with us on board. And finally, thank you so much to the writers for writing that and reciting that poem. This is the end, I think, isn't it, Henry? Wow. There's one more outro bit. One more <laughs> outro bit. Okay, so what have we got a track now, Henry? Um, well, we've got the outro now. We've got some sound effects. <laughs> Yellow, Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Yellow Submarine oh. by the Beatles. <laughs> we got there, right? In the town where I was born, lived a man.